Welcome, everybody, to Nerd Critic, a real contender production. Uh, my name is CJ. And I am Jordan. CJ, what are you wearing today? Oh, man. I didn't even think about it. Uh, I'm wearing a cactus shirt because, uh, again, you know, it's a collared cactus shirt. Uh, and then the representing I have is my Superman belt. Uh, and then I have, um, oh, no, I don't. Man. Is it just the belt? Uh, and my ring. On your ring. It's, yeah. a, it's my go-to, yeah. So, listeners, beware, be aware that uh, CJ is always representing. Always. In because, one way or another. Because he is wearing a Superman ring, which basically means he's married to his representation I'm, like, committed to it. You know? Yeah, Truly you're, like, committed. lifelong committed. Yeah. 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 I also, some people say I have Clark Kent glasses. I can uh, see that. Because they're, they're they're rather large. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know what? I'm going to claim that as representing, too. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, why, why not? not? <laughs> My look has been inspired by Clark Kent. Yes. Uh, Jordan here is our studied and credentialed critic. Uh, with very just a a tapestry of knowledge uh, about all sorts of media, specifically Although, film. It's interesting because we had we had I have to call this out. Um, if you haven't listened to the Predator episode, um, it is very worth listening to that episode. Even if you haven't, frankly, even if you haven't seen the movie, go listen to that episode. Yes, we spoiled the crap out of it, but Predator was a crappy movie, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so it works um, out. Sam Lasky. Uh, puts me to shame when it comes to his just encyclopedic knowledge of movies, of filmmaking and filmmakers, and which is which is impressive. Yeah, he yeah. is just he just he just knows his crap, which uh, is not does not surprise me at all, having known him for a while. But boy, it was it was a, an interesting experience. I feel like I'm often the one who uh, I have to shut myself up to give CJ uh, an inch to speak and. Uh, <laughs> And and in that episode, I, I found myself just kind of sitting back and marveling <laughs> at Sam's just like just thorough breakdown of like career trajectories of <laughs> like various filmmakers is amazing. Well, anyway, as, as there are more knowledgeable critics, there are also more knowledgeable nerds. So, That's true. That's true. Uh, and we do dip into e- each other's pond a little bit. So. We we are we are together more powerful than we are separately. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So. Uh, um, we, they don't, I mean, they'll probably know because of the title, but we didn't announce yeah, what we were today, talking about. Today, we are talking about A Star is Born, which is not totally new, but uh, we really, really wanted to talk about it, and yeah. so we decided we were going to talk about it this week. I also, you know, we, we kind of, in this time of year, we prep towards Oscars. Yes. And it is considered Oscar season. And this and is definitely an Oscar. This, this will be part of the conversation. Yes, yes. For this sure. Is, this is going to get some nominations. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that's probably a good enough reason of why we're talking about A Star is Born, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Oscar bait is fair game in this podcast. Um, the Oscars are their own kind of nerdy brand, I would I would say. Yeah, interestingly enough, yeah. That, you know, you can be... Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, I think that the, 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 the spirit of this content, this podcast is definitely franchise material, blockbuster material. But really, like, Oscars, it, you know, that's, that's kind of like the... That's the other... Um, it's like if you're not a blockbuster, but you're an Oscar, 
you kind of get to play around with the blockbusters. Yeah. It, you get to, you get to go to that party. And some just as some people like don't care about blockbusters, like like I I have a coworker that has literally not seen a single Marvel movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, which is impressive considering they work at Yeah, they Warner work Brothers. at yeah, they work at Warner Brothers, but they yeah, anyway, there's also those people who just think the academy's full of crap. So yeah. you have sure. you have your Designated audiences for for all all things film. Uh, I am per- I I love the Oscar boat. Yeah. I love talking oh, it's about a lot it. Of fun. I love seeing. Yeah, it's a lot of I fun. just I'm in that. It, boat it absolutely her. doesn't. And this isn't an Oscar episode, so we won't talk about it as much. But it absolutely doesn't represent like the best movies that are made in a given year. Um, that's that's not a fair uh, thing to put on the Oscars, even though they wish that that's what they meant. Yeah. But they don't. But. <clears throat> you don't typically get bad movies in the Oscars, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. For now, we're talking about... The Star is Born. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga making a movie together. Um, this is a remake. I think it's been made three times. Um, I should I should have done a little more research about this before. But I do know that um, this is a fairly direct remake of uh, a, a movie by the same name um, starring Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Um, which makes so much sense. So much sense. <laughs> um, because can you possibly have found a better a better new Barbara Streisand than Lady Gaga? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And if there's, if there's people out there, because I know that there are, because uh, I'm related to some of them, that think that Lady Gaga is just poker face and, and you know, just dance and bad romance. Go watch this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, go watch this movie. But also, just, like, do your research because she studied at Juilliard's and is just incredibly talented. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I think that's a fair thing to say. The, po- the potential, a little mm-hmm. early, but the potential uh, Barbara Streisand of, of our day. Yeah, um, it's a different. It's, she definitely has a different style of voice and singing. Oh, um, for sure. But she, but she brings it. Um, she's about as talented as it gets in that department. We'll um, see if she has the comedy chops that Barbara mm, Streisand does. That's, That'd be interesting. Seems to see. unlikely to me. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it seems unlikely. She might. She had some good chemistry with Bradley Cooper. I it's could true. see the banter being played up a it's little true. bit. It's yeah. True. Yeah. Well, hey, I think I think that we are uh, ready to head. Uh, dive uh, headfirst into our uh, into our nerd out board. Okay, are you, are you can, prepared? Yeah, yeah. Can I start? Yeah, you can start. Uh, I I want Bradley Cooper to get nominated for best director. Okay. I had no idea there was the only the only thing the only thing that I didn't like about the the directorial choice, and maybe this is more of a, a, a cinematographer's choice. There was like a little too much behind the back shoulder. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that in conversations, it was very rarely that the camera was in front of him. It was usually yeah. behind him. Definitely over the shoulder. a clear choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't love it. I get that it was a clear choice. Didn't love it. Yeah. But other than that, like the way that it, uh, the camera movement and angles portray are are shown with Bradley Cooper on stage, like you you somehow feel there and at like a rock star like the, the like the lights are kind of in your face and it's like choppy movement and it's just you could almost like smell his sweat the way <laughs> that they portrayed it um and i just i as thinking about what the hand that the director had in it so many other things worked but specifically thinking about the director's hand in it i was blown away that this was his first shot at directing, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought he was absolutely incredible. Wildly unfair. It, wildly unfair. And he's that good looking. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Stop Spread it. the wealth. Just stop it, man. <laughs> um, 
I am a little disappointed with your lead into the nerd out because before we started recording, you said you said something about ugly crying. So I was I was expecting a lot more emotion. <laughs> I to be honest, I'm go, I'm uh, we can lead into the emotion, um, but it so so for those who are listening. Um, it was, it was, it was deep. It deeply affected me. I mean, it was the only movie that has affected me like that. It was saving Mr. Banks, which I talked about in my, in the top 10 episode. Um, and it, and I, I have personal, uh, interactions or personal experience with, um, being amongst an addict. And so this movie just like, just oh man it really it really like for for most of this morning too i was just in a funk so it and and i'll talk about the things that it did well with that uh but if i get emotional that is that is definitely why uh so i was starting out with the more lighthearted stuff <laughs> if you want to dive into the emotion we can i just i just want you to scream cry how much you love this movie um <laughs> because I, I i kind of want to scream cry that i i really man i just i just I was so like okay. First of all, the preview to this movie like broke me over and over and over again. I watched that preview a bunch of times. I don't I don't get on preview bandwagons unless the preview was like a work of art of its own. Dude, that's a song. Star Is Born. Pre- that that preview was so good. Yeah. So 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 good. Yeah. That um, you know I like there was no chance I wasn't going to go see the movie in theaters and um. Would have been very challenging, if not impossible, to make a preview that good without the movie being pretty good. Yeah. And it turns out that the movie was every bit, every bit as good as the preview yeah. <laughs> uh, led you to believe. And I was just, um, yeah, I mean, of course, like I cried, um, but also just was mesmerized, mesmerized by the music, by the performances, by the cinematography, by the storytelling, by the editing, by like every like this was such a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, I read a review. Uh, I read a couple of reviews of this movie, um, uh, very glowingly positive, and one of them was mentioning how this movie sort of, uh, I guess, re-inspires the confidence in Hollywood's ability to make like a, just a just a dang good Hollywood movie. Yeah. That is just that is just firing on all cylinders. It's emotional and it's funny and it's exciting and it's heartbreaking and it's beautiful and it's ambitious and it just does all the things right and it's big and it wants to win all the Oscars. <laughs> and I and I just I'm so I'm so so pleased that a movie like this came out this year um, because Movies like this don't come out that often. Yeah. They, they just don't. They're attempted sometimes. They're not even attempted that often, but they're attempted sometimes. But for, you know, for them to say, well, we're going to remake A Star is Born, which is about as, like, glamorous Hollywood as you get. And, I mean, a remake of a Barbra Streisand movie is the definition of a glamorous Hollywood movie. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper saying, you know, I think, I think I'm going to cast Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, and having it work so beautifully. Anyway, I could just go on and on. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I, um, I was from, from pretty much the first shot, uh, which was like the first shot that brought me into being the rock star, right? It's him performing. Um, I was then, I was then hooked. Like I didn't, and it's, and it's somewhat slow paced and I just was so enthralled the entire time and so invested in, in these stories that, 
Um, I w- and, and not very many movies do that that well, uh, especially when, it, when they're that slow. Even First Man that we talked about a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, it also slow-paced. Did not grip me as much as this one did. Mm. Uh, it just had way more emotion, and that partially was character. Uh, you know, just Neil Armstrong was not. A, he didn't show a ton of emotion, uh, while Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper sure did. Yeah. I so full on spoilers. Um, okay, so let's just go ahead and yeah, disclaim that we haven't really spoiled anything up to this point. Yeah, but now, but right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into it. Oh, one one other nerd nerd out thing, real quick. Um, freaking Bradley Cooper's voice. Where did that come from? Just like his, just uh, unbelievable, like like just smokers, like, like like singing or not. Yeah, just like just, his, just this, just and it's this like a scrabbly, beautiful, like oh my gosh, yeah. like. He sounded like he he sounded like a famous country rock star. He did, he and really it was did. and it just it was so good. It felt so good. Like every every time he spoke was a pleasure. Every time. Yeah, yeah. you know you know what he sounded like. Huh. Sam Elliott's brother. He did sound like, <laughs> which is impressive. <laughs> which is extremely <laughs> impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah. and way. yeah, Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Just I I mean I oh, know I always loved and, him. And, and if I'm if we're talking so much about. About that, because um, I, I think just just a couple more nerd out points, and then and then let's get into the story. Let's talk about get let's in. talk about like how this thing functioned and what worked, and maybe what wasn't, maybe didn't work quite as well. I think there was a couple things I maybe took issue with, not to the point that I would feel bad about the movie, but there are things to talk about. I Go got through. another nerd out after this. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we'll move on. Lady Gaga. Oh, that's that was going to be my nerd out. <laughs> just can act. Who knew? I, I mean, just like, just acted her pants off. She was yeah. so good. She was so good. I, like, every time, every time there was a moment that, like, could have been easy or, like, like obvious or expected or cliched, like, she brought something so unique and so fresh and so not, like, what you'd expect. She was not Lady Gaga in this movie. Yeah. She was Allie. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And she was she was this just exquisitely rendered character who um I like yeah, I mean you, um I, I watched an interview with her saying she she said apparently that she did study acting at one point. So she she at one point she I think wanted to be an actor. But then it like wasn't working out, so she like went for music and then became <laughs> Lady Gaga, um, which is pretty funny. So, if my if my plan B was yeah, be the most be Lady famous Gaga. musician in the world. <laughs> yeah. um, so she, um, she so so uh, I guess the point is she she wasn't a stranger to acting. This wasn't Lady Gaga walking in and being like, oh, what's a camera? Yeah. Like she knew what she was doing. Um, but so impressive. She she did better. She did better on camera. Um, with the character than like most like seasoned actresses yeah. who've been oh, doing yeah. this for 20 years I, can I, do. Th- the moment that really stuck out to me with the acting, uh, there was a couple, but like the first one that I was like sold um, was when he's trying to get her to come on stage. Oh yeah. And she's just like kind of antsy, just yeah. like in you, dude, that moment, that moment yeah. where you just know everything that's going through her head. Yeah. Like it, everything happens so fast and she doesn't want to let it pass her by, but like she's terrified at the same time. She has nothing prepared and just like everything. And then that whole sequence of her going out and singing, 
Yeah. Uh, and being able to, one, sing like that, which we knew she could. Yeah, yeah. But being able to act yeah. as the character while singing yeah. like that with, I mean, it Phenomenal. just, it was incredible. And yeah. I was I was sold At a real her. concert. At a real concert. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was sold on her that that moment moving forward. I, I think the moments that actually stuck out to me, um, con- conversely, I, I would say the moments that stuck out the most to me were, were the really quiet ones where she was just being a regular person, mm-hmm. where she was just kind of like, kind of being sort of charmed and sort of embarrassed by Bradley Cooper and like by... Sitting and, in the parking lot. Yeah, kinda, in the parking yeah. lot and like in, in their home and like, you know, bef- like you know, the uh, night of and morning after like encounters and like just the, the banter, the, those moments, those like easy free moments where she's just being herself. Yeah. She's just being like this, or the character I should say is just living, just being a person. Which, that, which if you've never, if you've never tried acting, it's not possible. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not possible it is, for, for the vast majority of human beings. It is not possible to behave that way in front of a camera. Yeah, and it's it's one of um, like if you look at Tom Hanks compared mm-hmm. to just about any other actor, you will see a difference specifically in those moments. Yeah. Uh, even even greats, even Oscar winners like Eddie Redmayne and you, you still can see that there's acting in those moments. Yeah. Tom Hanks is really 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 good at it. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Lady Gaga like at the breakfast table yeah. when, and yeah. it's so good. It's so difficult to pull off. She um <clears throat> she did she did a great job showing up for the character um and I think I think I don't know if she would claim this but I think that she may have um employed some some method um, I think mm. she kind of tried to ha- inhabit that person for well, as thoroughly as she could so that she didn't feel like she was acting. She was just being herself, my, which was My character. question is um, how much of that character was her? Because I assume she studied at Juilliard. She was probably yeah. like really into – and then her first – she was really in touch with, you know, her artist. And then her first song is just dance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well – And, and think, she kind of had a, yeah. a brand to stick to. Yeah. Did that happen? Did I that think, whole journey happen? So I, I, I'm sure that there were some elements that were, um, I'm sure that there were some elements that inspired some of the story of this movie. Um, however, I think that, um, you know, and it, again, in her own words, uh, after watching, I mean, <laughs> I was I was impressed enough with the movie that I, like, I went and I had to like look at, look, you know, read reviews and listen to interviews and, <laughs> you know, watch these guys talk about this thing that I had, this amazing movie. Um, and she had talked about how, you know, she didn't, she kind of felt like it was a character. Like she was, she was doing, she had built a character. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, like you use personal experience and you use, you know, your, uh, who you are and, and your elements of your own personality. But, but I think at the end of the day, I think it would be, I, I do believe that it would be a mistake to look at Allie and be like, well, that's what Lady Gaga is like behind doors. I don't, I don't think that would be fair. Yeah. And I don't think, and I don't think it would be true. I think that what she did was a remarkably good performance. And um, and who knows what Lady Gaga is like behind closed doors? I'm sure she's a little bit like Allie, but I wouldn't. I don't think it'd be fair to assume that that that's just her without makeup. And then sure. that, and, you know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, are anyway, we, we getting into the, the, uh, the yeah, stuff. Yeah. Let's let's let's, let's the get, meat of it. Let's get meaty. Okay. Let's get meaty. Not that we haven't been a little bit meaty. Hopefully. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the acting of Bradley Cooper. As an addict was scary to me. 
uh, having uh, consistently interacted with somebody who was impaired, mm-hmm. uh, tiny mannerisms, uh, the way they move their eyes or their lips uh, or like the twitches of their hands, he either has personal experience with it or like really studied in person kind of thing because he like I genuinely question if he wasn't wasted on set like he just was so good yeah um and and the part of the movie that made that made it for me uh was the consistent Uh, like the bathtub when she's in the bathtub and they have that fight. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards he's genuinely sorry. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can see in him that he, he loves her more than anything and that he is genuinely sorry that he said these things, whether he meant them or not, doesn't matter. He's still sorry. Sure. But they both kind of know that it's going to happen again. He might try and, she is supportive and he is he thinks genuine but they both kind of know that that it's going to ha- that it's going to happen a couple times more uh, and then the whole grammy scene <laughs> which i have to, like i have i'm embarrassed to admit i was so surprised how far that went so surprised i was so surprised i thought i thought like and and you they could have they didn't have to go so far like, they could have gotten away with going way less far, and it would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, that was embarrassing, and the story still would have worked. But, like, props to them for just pulling out all the stops and making that the most devastating moment that you I, can imagine. I just hated every feeling I Oh, had. my gosh. It, it was, was terrible. It was so, so painful. My gosh. One of the most torturous scenes I've watched in a long time. Um, every part of it. Yeah, every part of it. Yeah. And, like, and, and but... I will also say, like, if you want to really earn, and again, spoiler, if you want to really earn a suicide, yeah, that scene is kind of necessary. Totally. Not only that scene, but the the dialogue with the producer oh, of course. as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I um, so that scene specifically, for some reason, <laughs> the dad just mm. got me um, because you could you could tell he's carrying him back, and he's just like so mad. I mean, so upset that he that this this selfish drunk would do such a thing to his daughter, but at the same time he was so concerned, yeah, just so scared that this dude <clears throat> that he was gonna kill himself if he didn't if he didn't stop. And like in that moment, like just getting him to the shower and turning the water on is like all you can do. It's in his system. There's just not there's nothing that no loved one could do in that moment. And then she just gets she's all dolled up for the or for the Grammys and just gets in there with him. Moments, just, moments after she leaves the stage. Moments. She leaves the stage and basically follows him out. And, and it doesn't it him. doesn't matter that the dude just peed himself. In front of millions of people, none of that matters. What matters is that, like, he stays alive. And if he's if he doesn't, that she's there to do everything that she possibly can. But that's what's so heart-wrenching is that there is nothing that you can do in that moment. Yeah. Um, and, and just – and then it, in, in the end rehab, when he breaks down saying he's sorry – and she says, it's not your fault. 
It's a disease. Just because she loves him so much and the last thing that, that she wants is for him to feel bad, yeah. although she might be pissed yeah. and sad and lonely, if he beats himself up, that does nothing. Yeah. And so she does everything that she can as a virtually perfect wife to not let him do that. Yeah. Uh, and then, and this is my last like nerd out of how real it was, was the the like cordial, almost like it's a first date again when he comes home, and like playing with the dog, and she's like, and they're like trying to have a normal life, but they both know that like it's not the same. And it will probably never be the same, but, like, they're trying to just, like, get back into the swing of things. She's trying to not, like, make him feel bad, and he's trying to prove that he's changed. And, like, it's just terrible. The whole situation is just – it's an unspoken terror inside both of them. And the way that they captured it was 100 – well, it's writing. But the majority of it was in the acting, the performing of, like – this weird cordial dance between husband and wife that still love each other so much, but like there's nothing they can do about it. And the brother scene when he just, when Bradley Cooper chokes out, it was was you that I idolized. Oh my gosh. And And then then he immediately throws the truck in reverse and like, and it's just, and it's just like just about to lose it and just can't, just just can't show the emotion. Just like so much. Man, acting. <laughs> there was a lot of acting. There was so it? much acting, but no, it was just it was, so yeah, it was so beautiful, so good. the The story just it climaxed and at I'm, the perfect. I'm worried perfect that point. anybody at this point who you know hasn't seen the movie yet still and and is you know and is and is okay with spoilers and is kind of still trying to decide whether or not they're going to go see this movie. I'm worried that that people may think after all this conversation that that the movie is like overwrought or precious or melodramatic in any way but it isn't no it isn't it is and that's what makes it so powerful is that everything that happens all, all the things that we're just like kind of gushing over the reason that it's so effective and so heartbreaking is because it's subtle it's subtle like yeah no peeing yourself at the grammys is not subtle but it's actually remarkable how subtle they how how subtly that all the, the whole thing was handled there's no like there's no like you know, sweeping dramatic score to like tell you how terrible this is. It's just, it just happens. You just see it. It just happens. These people do these things and they're in these places and they they get in these situations and it just happens. And the camera is never, the camera is never, uh, you know, vulgarizing any of it. It's just, it's just, we're here. We're just going to see this. We're going to just see this. And the actors themselves never ham anything up. They're just living in the situation, and you you get to see it. You feel almost, you know, one of the emotions that I that I uh, noticed in myself was this sort of feeling of like almost like a, an ashamed voyeurism. Like I was seeing something that I like shouldn't see. Mm. Like that, 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 that it's so it's so intimate and so sad and so like special and so heartbreaking that like it that people it's not meant for other people to see. And um, not to say that, you know, the movie shouldn't have done it or what, but it's so amazing that they were able to be, you don't get to, you don't get to that emotion without being very, very, very careful and very, very quiet about things. And, um, and yeah, and it was, and that once again, Bradley Cooper as a director, who knew, you know, Um, but yeah, it's just just really, really good. For all the great actors, you hope 
that they can pull something like this off. Yeah, exactly. Rarely, rarely, do they rarely is it done. Yeah, yeah, rarely does an and actor. And Bradley Cooper, the Hangover Man of all people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I I forgot to nerd out nerd out too about Dave Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> I wish he was in more of the movie. Oh, I just that and those scenes were so wonderful, and he is just such a good actor. Um, anyway, I I yeah this this movie was was very special. Um, the one the one complaint, and it's not really a complaint; it's a question. It's a question mark. Um, it's a confident question mark, though, and that is that I I don't and and actually I wasn't paying a lot of attention to this because I was so overwhelmed with all the things that were so overwhelming. Um, my wife, actually, um, who herself is an incredibly talented actress, um, she's she's got a, a better eye for character and performance when it comes to females than I do. Um, I tend to be more critical of the males. It's just kind of how it works. Um, and uh, and she was like, you know, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't really a criticism of Lady Gaga. It was kind of a criticism of the character. She's like, I'm not sure she had any flaws. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's a fair question. Uh, I'm not sure she did. Yeah. And um, and that's, you know, that it, I think the thing about, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a little, just a, just a really short sermon here. Um, <laughs> often when you make a movie like this um, or, you know, any movie where you want a female character to be very, very strong and very dynamic and very, um, very much carry a movie, the temptation is always to make that female character sort of perfect. Um, and in, I should say morally perfect, you know? Like, um, yeah, so Ali comes from a place where she doesn't have, you know, she's not famous. She doesn't have, you know, she, she's, she doesn't her, feel like she's, she her doesn't most have. most glaring flaw is insecure. Yeah, she's right? insecure. Yeah. She doesn't feel like she's good enough, yada, yada, yada. But when there, whenever there is a moral question, whenever there is a moral decision to make, she, she will make the right one. Um, that, that is a kind of perfection that usually infects female characters <laughs> because, Often it's because um, they're because it's a male male writing the screenplay, and what happens is men often miss the reality that women, just like men, have uh, they they perpetrate moral failures. Like they do things that are wrong. They just they they screw up. Just like men, men and women are not not different in their moral superiority. More women are not moral are are not. Uh, you know, as a gender, they are not more morally superior to men, but often, often, that um, that dynamic is perpetuated in in, in movies that are written by men. Sure. So, um, if there's one actual real flaw in this movie, it is that Allie, as amazing of a character she was, was actually less amazing for being a little too perfect. But is she, uh, I would, I could potentially, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm confident enough to get behind this statement. Um, <laughs> you're afraid, you're afraid of going toe to toe. I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- would you potentially consider that her whole career path was, what was her not being oh, perfect? Yeah. So you know no, that's, I mean? that's a great question. That's a great question. And we actually, my wife and I actually talked about this because I brought up the same thing. I was like, well, you know, there was a little bit of a suggestion that some of the choices she was making with her music were a little bit of a betrayal of where she started and how, and, and how she started and, 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 and the attitude with which she got into the, that position, um, that she wasn't really digging up 
truth anymore. She was just kind of she playing have, to a crowd. Well, yeah, she didn't have anything to say. But eventually, but while while the film may have suggested that, um, it certainly didn't explore it at all. Um, and and there was and, and and I would even go so far as to say that like in in the moments when there was a question as to whether that was happening, like the big fight scene in the bathtub, yeah, was that, basically about that. That was the start that was of the mo- where you could have gone yeah. with her. And yeah. but it was also the end. And it ended with her being morally victorious. Like she she won that fight. She won that fight. And like and Well hold on, hold on, hold on. Did she win? I mean, she won that fight as as she won that fight because Bradley Cooper resorted to uh, Bradley Cooper resorted to Bradley Cooper the the character his Jackson, character Jack yeah resorted to um uh an an an, uh, an ugly cruel ad hominem attack but she I she did first because she she attacked the dad. Right? Wouldn't wouldn't you say that that was potentially too far? I don't know. I don't know. Because they, they, the, they both fired insults that only somebody extremely yeah. close no, to you could fire. Absolutely. But in, and, and I think she did it first. Yeah, it, maybe. But, like, who got, like, it, once again, the way the scene is constructed is, it's very, it's, it's so, and I, I, can't, I can't speak to how, uh, it's funny because these arguments or these, these conversations or this, these explorations always seem to come down to one scene, which is appropriate. Um, <laughs> but the way that the scene is constructed, um, and I can't speak to the intentions of the writer because I wasn't in the room. I wasn't in the head <laughs> um, or in the heads of the actors because I'm sure they had their own ideas of how that scene went. But the, I would say that the way the scene was constructed is um, like, okay, if you're reading an article, <clears throat> if you're reading like a news article about a, about a thing that happened, a politically, a, a, let's say a politically controversial event, um, a good journalist knows that the last sentence, the last, the last thing that is said is, is essentially positions the moral stance of the article. Okay. Um, and, and that happens uh, when that happens in a way that's uh, uh, that makes it so that you, you can you have like deniability, right? You can say, well I, I represented all the sides. It's like, yeah, but your last sentence said this. And because and, and so placement means everything. Placement is extremely important. So in the in the bathtub scene, um, there 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 comes to be this fight and it, and it happens because okay he's wasted he comes in and he starts insulting her music and he starts sort of making digs and she and she gets defensive and fights back makes a comment about his father her his father and then he says he says the most cruel thing that he could possibly say yeah he says he says you're effing ugly mm-hmm. i'm editing myself because this is a family podcast <laughs> even though this is a rated r movie um <laughs> He says that thing. Um, she demands that he says it again, and then he says it again, and then he leaves. She wins. That that scene, she wins, because when she stands up and says "get out," it's because he's done something unforgivable. And if you do something unforgivable, then the other person wins. Sure. So that when I say that, like, like he yeah. did the last unforgivable thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was the last sentence of that scene. Exactly. Got it. I, yeah, it makes sense. I uh, I'm the only the only way that I can debate that, if you will, is the entire movie. I feel is about um, 
is about where Jackson fall the, well their relationship and the dynamic in the two right where Jackson feels like um, he you know he's gotten pretty much everything that he's wanted but because of the history with his dad and with his brother he just uh, his dad didn't even notice when he tried to kill himself yeah right just that he is he's essentially not worth it yeah he's not wor- he's not worth anything. And especially if he's losing his hearing and yeah. his music goes oh, away, yeah. what oh, is no, what does he have to live for? It's a, it's he's, a he's grand, nothing, it's a grand right? tragedy. Yeah, yeah. But and so so all of this you're saying is is an incredibly rich and dynamic character. Yeah. with lots of flaws. With lots of flaws. And you're saying Allie doesn't and have And then Al- Allie maybe, maybe yeah. betrayed her art for a second. But <laughs> the only time that we get them get any kind of uh, hint that that, that, that 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 might be a real flaw is in a scene that she wins morally. But, and then it's never brought up again. But hold on, hold on. Because the next conversation that they have, right, he comes, he's sober, she's dancing, he's watching her, she comes over, what are you doing here? They talk, he apologizes. Exactly. Just like deep, deep soul apology. Yep. And she doesn't. Yeah. Well, she, she said, you hurt me. Because she doesn't need to. She does, though. Well, you say you say she, she doesn't. My, 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 my point is, I don't think the character was written... To need, to, need to, to apologize, but but that's what I'm saying is that maybe the suicide at the end was them highlighting the fact that maybe she did need to apologize. Because I understand, I think that's reaching. I think I like what you're saying. I I like what you're saying. I think it's reaching. I think because they didn't highlight it specifically. I, well, not even to say that they didn't highlight it. I I don't. I didn't read that intention in the way that the story played out. I read the intention as I mean I, I like the, the dynamic to me seemed to be here here is a tragedy in which a man who is deeply broken and and essentially unfixable um, like like gives the last of himself to uh, a woman who uh, is a star and an angel and she despite her incredible angelic like nature couldn't save him and so then he died. Because of this, because of a tragic addiction that, that was caused by his childhood and his relationships, etc. That is the narrative that I believe sure. that the movie was intending to say. And and furthermore, I would I would I would guess, and this isn't fair to say, but I would guess that if you presented your idea of the narrative, like maybe you were trying to say that she failed him, and that's why he committed suicide, because that's what you just said. She, her failure. <laughs> Was responsible for his committing suicide. I think they'd crucify you. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah. so hold on. So, I mean, somewhat. Yes, that is somewhat what I'm saying. There's obviously the <laughs> very, very loud narrative of the producer coming over. Yeah. Well, yeah. And saying you single-handedly. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is the entire movie is about this. You, like you said, this deeply flawed individual who can, cannot be yeah. fixed and all of that. I don't, I, I, the way that I saw it and, and maybe there's some preconceived, um, personal experience that I'm bringing into this, but the way that I saw it was, uh, she tried really, really, really hard after it was too late mm. to tell him it's not your fault. Mm. 
because she she I mean she came over to Dave Chappelle's house. I don't remember his character's yeah. name, but Dave Chappelle's house <laughs> and said um, and said you know I, I'm not going to save you again. Yeah. Um, you have to clean up your own mess. And then as like kind of a desperate oops, he proposes and marries her. And then over and over and over, she, have you been drinking? It's, you know, it's in, it's the morning. Are you wasted right now? Yeah. And she blames, 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 blames. Yeah. Fights back when he fights and never apologizes. And then I know that she never like holds it against him for ruining potentially the greatest moment of her life, winning a Grammy. But like she, she is only says it's not your fault after he had started rehab. Mm-hmm. And I just I, the dynamic I saw was was not her as an angel, but her overwhelmed by this relationship, not knowing how to handle it, which you could say is not a flaw. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. So I think that's I think that's a great read. I think that's and I think it's true. I think you're right. Um, but I would also say it's not it certainly isn't enough to create a flawed character because because it's, you know, um, so I'm watching a movie in which uh, a character like is, yeah, is way over her head, has no idea how to handle a person like this, is trying her absolute hardest. And if she fails, it's, be- it's not because she's making, it's not because she is morally failing, it's because she doesn't know how to do better. It's like if she would do better if she could, if she knew how, or if she had any idea of what sure. the, a better, more moral choice was. But she is so. So, t- to be clear, a moral failing is when you know one hundred percent what the right decision is, Got it. and you make the wrong decision. Got it. Okay. That's what a moral failing is, and that's when I say Allie was a morally was a nearly morally perfect character. She never made. It didn't look like she really ever made any decisions that she knew were wrong. If she was making mistakes, it was because she just didn't know better. You know, that's not that's not that, that's not real. That's not a real mistake. Yeah. That's a that's an oops. You know, and so um, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's so the the reason the reason I'm harping on it so much is because it is very very rare, almost almost yeah so rare, and it happens it's happening a little more frequently, especially in TV. Um, to see female characters written with true dynamic moral sort of complexity. And moral complexity means you got to make real good decisions and real bad ones. And, and you, and when you make those real good decisions, you have to understand the full scope of the good decision that you're making. Like you have to be doing it from a place of like true self altruism and self sacrifice or whatever other virtue you're trying to like essentially display in your character. And when you make a bad decision, you got to make a real bad one, Hmm. you know? You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta say, I know, I know what the right decision is, but I don't want to do that. And yeah. you gotta make the other one. And and you don't see women do that very often in movies. And yeah. and and it's because predominantly they're written by men. So you see men doing that constantly. And it's what ma- it, what's what makes men so dynamic. It's because they put themselves in that character. Is that yeah, is absolutely. That, yeah. It's okay. it's it's a it's 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 a matter of vicarious um, projection. You're saying so. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's really interesting. So the stance that I took. Um, is is that I put myself in Allie's shoes? Sure. Um, and you're thinking I knew I I knew better. 
and therefore yeah. she should have known better. Well, it's not necessarily even that, but uh, I know better now. Oh, right. Right. So like in the moment where those decisions had to be made um, and not so not to be too cryptic, the um, the addict in my life was my father. And so obviously the relationship was not exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but pff, the similarities. But here you are. Here, okay. Are this is a this is a great. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I know it's like a little personal, maybe a TMI. Sorry, listeners. Whatever. You're in it for real now. Yeah. Um, how could you possibly? How could you possibly blame yourself? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, that's, and, and, and of course you could. Of course you can. Yeah. Of course you have probably yeah. for much of your life. But you know as an adult man looking back that blaming yourself is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Not a moral wrong. Not like a, you're, a, you're a bad person for doing it. But like you know that when you look back at yourself, you can't say you should have done better. Yeah. You knew better because you know you didn't know yeah, better. you didn't know better. And that's in Sam Elliott's um, – kind of monologue at the end saying like blaming Jack like this isn't your fault this isn't my fault this was Jack's fault yeah um first of all who yeah amazing yeah who who speaks ill of the dead like that yeah. you know what I mean like that was oh that was yeah. so powerful um that that hit really hard because that I mean it it is like <laughs> you just think about every moment that you left them alone yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I should have known not to do that. But, like, what? You were living your life. You were doing normal things. Anyway, yeah, I I know I know better now looking back on the experiences yeah. that I've had in my life that, like, oh, I can see how me acting, me doing A, B, and C led to his addict mind going down this road and brought him here. I shouldn't have done A, B, and C. To that point, um we we can mention how the movie ended with her on the stage yeah. singing that song. And you can imagine, appropriately, that those are some of the things she's thinking oh, yeah. as she's singing. Oh, yeah. And that's and that, that makes it exceptionally powerful. And, I, and don't get me wrong, listeners, don't get me wrong, CJ, this movie was amazing, and I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's in any way, shape, or form a failure um, for having a, such a, such a morally... Uh, superior female character. Um, I just think that it's it's one more on, a, on an unending list of missed opportunities. Sure. Um, and I, but but you know, it didn't it didn't diminish my experience um, of the movie. Uh, but I think maybe my experience could have been even deeper if yeah. uh, she had been more dynamic. The la- the last thing I would say about that is that any time that I tell anybody about uh, about my experience, um, I, I no, really, no matter what I do, because the other party in the conversation or the other, you can say, character in the story that I'm telling uh, <laughs> is so flawed, I come across as not so. Sure. As, as, yeah, by comparison. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. just like, oh, man, you were just awesome. So sad this happened to you. Yeah. Um, and so that, it, it, I, you know what I'm done sure. It? You know what would have done it? I, I, had, I had one of our listeners tell me that sometimes it would be nice to, it, sometimes it, it's it's nice when we go so far as to offer a potential solution for this. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, what would have been good, and it actually would have been pretty simple. Um, give Allie an opportunity at some point after she knows better to make a bad decision. Mm. To, be, to, to be angry enough 
and know better sure. and know what it's going to do to make that decision. So and so that later, so that later when he when he offs himself, the pain is. Ooh, yeah. Way more complex. Ooh, ooh yeah. And real. Uh-huh. Because that happens. It happens all the time. It happens all they, the time. And they, they, I think that they somewhat tried with the last thing I did was lie to him. But yeah, but you're that, right. But that wasn't right. real. Because she was, once she, again, she was doing she her best. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, she didn't know better. Yeah. If um, she had known better, she wouldn't have done it. What I thought they were going to do, where they were going to go with it, was there's one line when, the, when she's like had just that one night with him. And the dad's like, dude, this could be a huge opportunity. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And she says, uh, dad, he's a drunk. You yeah. know what that's like. I was really excited to know what that line was. Yeah. Was yeah. he a drunk? Yeah. Was her mom a drunk? Yeah. Like, what What was that? And if they, they could have explored that, mm-hmm. shown maybe... Maybe the mom was a drunk. Then and you get to then you maybe get to earn some of those later moments when she's making a decision to lash out at him selfishly, totally, and then paying for it later. Yeah, like yeah, it's uh, it's so there, so that would have been an opportunity. Yeah, and and it would have been, and it would have made, and it would have made her character so much better. And it's not that her character wasn't good; it was great. We've right. already established that it was great, but it was also she was the superhero. Very, of the story. Yes, she was yeah. a superhero, and yeah. and and that's not necessarily the wrong decision, but I'm not sure. How many more female superheroes like that we need? Mm-hmm. I think I think what we really need, and I think that every actress would agree with me, <laughs> is that what we really need is more female characters who are as dynamic and compelling and 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 memorable and irresistible as we've sort of we've got a, an embarrassment of riches with male characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are an infinite number of Walter Whites, right? It's like so. So where are those female roles? Not that you know, Allie should have been a, <laughs> a, yeah. like, a Breaking Bad kind of character. But the the point is, um, I'm still waiting, um, and and I think that you know, if you're going to make a case for more female writers and more female directors, it's so that you get more female characters mm. who are actually dynamic. And and it, you're right. It is it is happening more and more in TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and there are and there are great movies. I mean, one one really really great example. Um, of and it's this is actually it's a little bit dated now, but um, uh, Amy Adams, Emily Blunt in Sunshine Cleaning. It's one of the best female-led movies. The indie, it's a little indie movie before both of them were as bonkers famous as they are. is very very good, and it is two exceptionally good female characters. Who'd you say, who Amy Adams and who? Uh, uh, Emily Blunt. And, and, oh, geez. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's amazing, and it's a great movie. It's haven't so you, good. Haven't you heard of this movie? No, it's fantastic. It's called Sunshine Cleaning. You should totally check it out, listeners. Check it out. Um, if you want an example of what I'm talking about, of deeply complex female characters, go watch that movie. I'm I'm curious. Do you know who wrote it? No. No. I could look it up, but yeah. I. But I, I wonder if it was written by a woman. <laughs> possible, yeah. Yeah. I, and it's not impossible for men to write that way. It's just, it's just, le- it's just not it's le- less likely. Yeah, it's just not common. I yeah. I uh, the the last the last nerd out final statement is that um, I this movie jumps to the top of my list. Uh, best movie of the year for me. Okay. Um, and, and I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> sure you will. Sure I, I, you I probably will, will but it sure probably will. it probably won't be anytime soon. Um, yeah, I, I I mean I've tried like I saw Saving Mr. Banks once, and I, I just don't see going back to it. Um, the just just the 
the moments uh, and I was like <laughs> at the theater my wife didn't come with me so I was I was by myself the dude sitting next to me I was probably I was probably the loud stinking stinky guy this time around cuz I was just I was and I couldn't like cry like cry quietly I tried but I was like shaking and it was just an ugly cry and I was snotty and it just was – it really – man, it really, really affected me. I could probably learn a lot about myself and about my dad uh, if I were to, like, really study these characters. And, and the yeah. more I ponder it um, and the more I think about uh, Jackson uh, and the, the, the kind of the arc that he had ending the way that, that it did kind of gave me more respect for my dad who did not end it that way. Who has discussed with me that that would have been easier at times, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. but that he powered through it. Um, for those who care, he's totally he's sober. He's good. Um, he's he divorced my mom, but is remarried and is is happy and, and doing well. So uh, happy luckily, ending. happy yeah, ending. Yeah, luckily, in real life. the ending of that story is much different. Not, not feet hanging in the middle of the frame. No, while Holy the cow, while the dog sequence. Oh my gosh. just sits out the garage. Oh my outside gosh. The garage devastating, door. devastating. <sighs> I cannot imagine a more perfect way to do that whole scene. The way he's wanders out into the garage and stares off camera for like a while, and he's <sighs> and he don't know where he is, and then. And then he pulls he the he just down. pulls yeah. the garage door down. And then it and the way it intercuts between that and the stage performance and she's like waiting for him to show up. It's like, well, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Just anyway. rip my heart Gosh, out and it. stomp on it. Oh boy. Anyway, okay. Well, we need to end. Okay. Um so give us some business, CJ. Uh business, thank you, Michael Bonmiller, uh, for the incredible intro music. Um, it is it is much appreciated. I mean, as much as people hear our voice, they hear that every single, every single time. time. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, and then uh, leave a review. Um, you know, comment all that. All iTunes that review. iTunes review is uh, is is definitely big. For Go us. to the iTunes page for Nerd Critic, and you can find the little. It's hard to do. It's hard to find, but you can find it. You can find it. Says, it. Is leave a review. Also, like if you listen to podcasts often, you, you know everyone. Talks Everybody about asks. It. Yeah, you know where it so is. So you 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 owe it to all the podcasts you listen to to, to learn how to leave a review. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not just us, um, but everybody. Do it for us. Do it for everybody. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> but do, do it, it for us. us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and then you know, uh, on on social media, if you want to share this, with, you know, add, tag the people that like this movie and. And all that fun stuff. That's much appreciated. Much appreciated. Yes. And last of all, remember, guys, love movies like a nerd, but respect them like a critic. And cut. Cut.